Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. I'm your host, Luki, and for today's topic, I thought we'd go into stress and anxiety. So I've done some workshops recently on on the topic, and it's been met with uh, a lot of great uh, feedback in terms of this has really helped me dive into uh, stress and anxiety and how to manage it better in my life. So a lot of folks, first of all, are are feeling stress and anxiety, especially during these trying times. And even before then, there's a lot of things to be uh, scared of and fearful of and and anxious about as well. So when we talk about uh, stress, then oftentimes it's just some sort of pressure. There's something out there or something inside uh, that's causing you to uh, react and and feel in a certain way. And uh, a couple of important things is that one, stress is important. It's something that we need. Uh, If it wasn't for stress, if it wasn't for that uh, outside pressure, then uh, we wouldn't be alive. Our ancestors wouldn't be alive because uh, oftentimes it was the environment uh, that um, showed uh, where the lions were, the tigers that might eat us. And, and if we didn't have that stress um, in order to uh, fight off those lions or grab, get, gather more food or do whatever it takes to survive, we wouldn't be around. So stress is uh, not necessarily a bad thing, uh, but it's the uncontrolled and chronic long-term stress that's uh, the challenging part. So you might have uh, physical stress, environmental stress, relationship stress, financial stress, uh, but what we are normally talking about here is, is kind of the emotional stress that all of those uh, contribute to. And one type of stress that a lot of folks don't appreciate is eustress, uh, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. So eustress is actually that kind of good stress where uh, if you've ever been in uh, an athletic competition and you feel the pressure to do well and that drives you, then, then that's eustress in, in an action. Right. So those types of stresses uh, are oftentimes... Uh, become most challenging when they result in emotional uh, stress and emotional stress that's unchecked, right? It's one that continues on um, because uh, in, in our ancestral times, uh, when the, the, the lion was attacking or, or uh, they were threatening the, the tribe, uh, once the lion left, the stress released. Uh, but unfortunately, in today's day and age, we have uh, so many notifications, so many deadlines, so many everything that it's a constant stream and bombardment of, of stress that we actually don't get a chance to, to relax. Right? Oftentimes, the things that we do uh, d- don't actually relax us. It just almost numbs us <laughs> and distracts us from, from some of the stresses and anxiety out there. Um, so sometimes you might have like an acute stress, so something just in a moment where uh, there's a uh, uh, two cars that are almost hitting each other and like, oof. Uh, I, I really thought that they'd hit each other and, and you were kind of stressed and, and frightened for, for the moment, uh, but it didn't uh, actually happen. And then the, the more challenging one and the one that most people uh, have difficulties with is the chronic kind of long-term stress, right? So the, the challenges at work where you go in day after day or at school or uh, what do I want to do with my life or career or my family, my finances, uh, all those different things that, that cause us stress. So uh, when we have those types of stress, then that's uh, what uh, I encourage folks to start dealing with. And and there's a whole bunch of different ways to do it. And one thought is uh, taking a look at your perspective, right? So uh, there's an uh, author, Viktor Frankl, who wrote uh, Man's Search for Meaning. And he was uh, one of the unfortunate victims in one of the Nazi concentration camps. 
and he found that people uh, that, that survived and, and ended up living afterwards uh, were the ones that had meaning. And, and in his uh, book, he had a quote, um, something along the lines of, uh, between stimulus and response, there is an, a space, and in that space is uh, lies all of man's freedom, right? Um, so if you think about it, then the world happens uh, to you, right? And the ones that uh, really are empowered, the ones that have meaning, uh, say that the world doesn't happen to me, it happens for me, it happens with me. So when something happens, uh, they take that space and say, okay, do I react to what just happened based on habits, based on how I normally do things, or do I respond to that? And usually that, that reaction or that response uh, comes from uh, some sort of thought. Like that stimulus was just a stimulus. It was what it is. Um, and it's up to you to make meaning from it. So you have a thought about it. Um, and then you, you, that thought usually generates a feeling. Like I'm mad, sad, angry, frustrated, whatever it is. Uh, and then that feeling usually generates an action and that action r represents a result, right? So if you use the acronym uh, Saint Far, right? S-T-F-A-R, so the stimulus, uh, the thought, the feeling, the action, and the result. So things that happen, uh, it's really up to you to decide whether they're good or bad. Uh, and, and one of the analogies or the stories I often tell is um, there's a story of two twins, right? And uh, they follow both of them on their, on their life and one twin ha had a really challenging life. She uh, went into drugs and, and didn't do well in school, had bad uh, grades, uh, ended up going to jail, could never hold down a, a solid job, went into abusive relationships and all that sort of stuff, had a really terrible life uh, by all measures. Uh, and they asked her, well, if you can point down uh, all the things that happened to you, what do you think uh, resulted in, in kind of your life's misfortunes? And she said, oh, it's because I have an alcoholic father. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Now the second twin, right, grew up in similar circumstances, but it was almost the total opposite. Always had good grades. Was was captain of uh, the sports team. Valedictorian. Got into any college of her, her choice. Got into any work and was was headhunted around for different roles. Was in, in amazing and loving relationships and got promotions left and right. Had a great family and things like that. And they asked her, "Well, what do you think helped uh, you in terms of all the, the fortunes that you had in your life?" And she said, oh, that's easy. It's because I had an alcoholic father, right? So for the same stimulus, the same conditions, uh, these two people had totally different life trajectories because their thoughts about it uh, dictated it. One thought, well, my father's alcoholic, so therefore I'll probably be uh, alcoholic or in, in some similar state. Whereas the other one said, well, my father was an alcoholic and I'll use that as a driving force to make me make sure that I do not follow into those same footsteps, right? So that is the, that uh, thought that uh, comes from the stimulus. Uh, and that thought often uh, goes into fear. And, and that's a, a biological evolutionary uh, response, right? So those thoughts that happen, usually there's a trigger because it's a repeated pattern, right? You're fearful of something that uh, might repeat itself in the past, or you're anxious and nervous about something that might happen in the future because based on your experience, these things are likely to happen. So you become stressed because you're fearful of something, uh, or you're, you're anxious about something. Um, whereas if you spend your time on uh, like fear and, and anxiety, basically in the past and the future. So I usually do a demonstration that if you have one foot in the past and one foot in the future, then you're pissing on the present, right? Because really the present is all we have, right? The, the past has happened, you can't change it. And the future hasn't happened yet. It's a matter of you to dictate all the events uh, that happen right now in order for you to proceed with it, right? 
So uh, thinking about what can you do in the moment. So it, this feeling that you have, is it true? Is it something that, that you believe? Um, is this something that you, you want to um, occupy yourself with? Is this something that you want to do something about? And if the answer is yes, go ahead and do it. Uh, and if the answer is no, well, then why worry about it, right? Or maybe the answer is no, not right now, but I want to deal with it later. So you just put it on your schedule and, and deal with that stress and anxiety at, at a future date, right? So thinking about that, all of your stress is really uh, based on your thoughts. I often say to my clients that your, your uh, problem is, is six inches big. The challenge is the six inches are between your ears, right? Because it's oftentimes the thinking that uh, you won't do well in the job or in, in the course or uh, that person doesn't like me or whatever it is. That thought is causing you uh, a lot of stress, that undue stress. Now, it's your choice in whether you believe that thought or not. And a lot of it has to do with, with habits. If you started at a young age to always think kind of negatively that people won't like me, you won't do good, um, then it, it'll keep with you. Because um, it is kind of the, the path of least resistance. You've been doing it for so long. So it does take effort in order to change uh, your mindset. But if you can say, okay, is it true? And how would I want to feel instead? Uh, do those sorts of things. Uh, you can take a look at The Work by Byron Katie. Uh, very helpful. Uh, basically it's four questions and a turnaround. Right? So it's basically asking yourself, is it true? Do I 100% know it's true? And uh, how do you feel um, in that situation? And if you weren't, um, if, if it wasn't true, who would you be or who could you become? And the last one is to turn it around. So uh, change that problem and actually say it. So if you say that uh, my, my mother-in-law or my father-in-law hate me, right, whatever it is, uh, then the turnaround would be, I hate myself. Right, uh, talking about well, how does it reflect back on you? Because it's 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 your thought um, that that really causes that. So taking a look at things like the work, there's all sorts of other folks where uh, if you want to focus on the present, um, Eckhart Tolle, the power of now is one where it's really firmly related to focusing on what's happening right now and not worrying so much about the future, uh, not uh, being fearful of the past, um, those sorts of things. But um, a couple of exercises that I encourage you to do is to meditate, right? So oftentimes meditation allows you to stay in the present and you focus on what's now, you focus on what's important, uh, as simple as focusing on your breath, right? For a couple minutes, you can get a, an app that'll help you direct uh, your attention um, or uh, enroll in a course or what have you, all the different styles of, of meditation. Um, doing something as simple as a body scan from the top to the bottom and, and feeling that the parts of your body can, can uh, center you more where you're focused more on the present instead of the past uh, or the future. And, and really it's that understanding of perspective and choice, right? Uh, and allowing yourself to actually feel those feelings. Because if you actually have that stimulus, that thought comes into your head and you have a feeling, a lot of people want to avoid the bad feelings. But if you think about it, if you actually spend a few minutes sitting with that feeling, well, what is that feeling? So when you're sad, right, that, that might be a little bit of a, like tension in your, in your stomach and in, in your heart. Um, it, it might be uh, some sort of vibration in, in, in your body, um, but that's it, right? So you're trying to avoid uh, sadness, but it, all it is, is is just some energy or vibration in, in your body, right? And if you're actually willing to feel every feeling, then that is where empowerment happens uh, because you're not worried about pushing all these, these thoughts about these feelings down so that you, you can't feel it. Uh, you become more open uh, and the, the, the stresses and, and the anxieties of the world become released uh, because you're actually able to, to deal with them and realize, okay, uh, emotion is actually information. It's trying to tell you something, right? Why are you sad? 
right? Why are you angry? Why are you frustrated? Take a moment to think about it. Is it uh, that person? Probably not. It's probably your thought and, and, and reaction to that person, uh, to that, uh, that is causing it. And for, for sometimes it's, it's not even that person. It's something that happened to you in the morning uh, that caused frustration. You, you spilled your coffee or uh, your, your kid or your friend said something that, uh, that, that um, kind of affected you and you're taking it out on someone else. So just being aware of those types of situations where uh, oftentimes being curious about what this, these emotions are trying to tell you uh, can be more helpful. Now, it can be uncomfortable to sit with that emotion, but if you're willing to do that, then you'll find uh, yourself to be uh, less prone to that chronic stress, the, the, the anxiety that, that's, uh, and the fear that's going to be out there as well. Um, so if you take a look at uh, times where you're anxious about something, uh, another way to change the perspective is to see what you're excited about, right? So if you think about it, when you're anxious, you kind of have butterflies in your stomach, kind of sweaty palms, a little bit of tightness and nervousness about things. But when you're excited about something, what do you have? Well, you kind of butterflies in your stomach, tightness and maybe sweaty palms because you're eager to do something. So next time you're anxious about something, ask yourself, what am I excited about? So you're anxious about the job interview. Well, what are you excited about? You're excited about being able to join the company or have the potential to kind of showcase yourself uh, as, as someone who's going to add value to the company and start your career off and continue your career and hopefully do great things at the company, right? So if you take that perspective of, of excitement uh, versus anxiety of, of an opportunity instead of an, a limitation that often goes uh, a long way. And uh, another uh, challenge with stress and anxiety is often overwhelm, right? Oh, I'm overwhelmed with so many things that I have to do. I gotta, I gotta go do this, this, this at work. I gotta do this, this, this at home, and then this, is this at myself. And uh, there's so many things to do. So one thing that can be helpful to to reduce overwhelm is actually to map it out, right? Because what are you overwhelmed with? Everything. Well, it's not everything. It's probably a few things. So there's a couple of things at work that I have to do. Okay, write them down, and 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 journal them out. Put put them in detail in terms of what what they are. What do you have to do at home? write them down, right? And uh, what are the things you have to do for yourself? Write it down. All those different things. It might actually be a, a lot of uh, different things, but you're no longer overwhelmed because it's not this kind of uh, nebulous uh, mass of things that you have to do. It's just a, a bunch of activities that eventually you have to deal with and, and get through. So uh, writing it down will, will help with your overwhelm uh, and allow you to manage that. And then you just kind of knock them off one at a time, right? Whichever you think is, is the highest priority or is gonna be the, the easiest to take care of, uh, you deal with that. And then the overwhelm starts reducing, right? So those are a few things on uh, dealing with stress and anxiety. So we went through a little bit of, of why stress even happens and uh, it, it's important. And it's really the, the chronic stress and, and the uh, uncontrolled stress that causes the problem. Uh, we talked about the, the, the Saint Far uh, thought of, of dealing with it. So the, the stimulus, the thought, the feeling, the action and the result. So that's really what controls that thought. Uh, against whatever stimulus is is really that uh, controlling point um, as Viktor Frankl that's that little space when you can uh, address your thought and get a little bit more space then it'll be so helpful so using things like meditation to increase that space uh, using things like like perspective right uh, either through the the uh, two alcoholic or two twins with an alcoholic father which perspective are, are you taking is it an opportunity uh, or is it a limitation is it 
uh, something that you're anxious about or is it something that you're excited about? So using uh, different perspectives is, is something. And then for uh, overwhelm, it's actually uh, documenting, writing it down. And when you actually have an understanding of uh, all the different stressors that you have, well, you realize, well, it's a lot, but it's not overwhelming. It's just other things that you have to do. Uh, so that's it for this episode of the podcast. And hopefully we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.